0: Many people asked me if I was scared in that old house. I'd stay there late at night to see clients. And many people asked me, do you see anything? Do you feel anything? The truth is, I lied. And I told them, oh no, nothing ever happens here. It's fine. But oh my gosh, do we have the stories to tell? about that old house that we bought and turned into a venue. Hi, I'm Jill Mercer. This is the Small Business Collection. I can be reached at the Small Business Collection at yahoo.com. I was a business owner's daughter from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I never in a million years, never, thought of opening my own venue i had delivered to many venues many times flowers props candles anything you can imagine to decorate one of those old restaurants or old hotels down in the french quarter but i never ever thought that i would open my own venue and you know Circumstances happen in our life and unexpected things happen in our life where an opportunity presents itself. For me, I base most of what I do on instinct. I know when it's time to move on something. I know when it's time to stop, stay where I'm at because no decision would be a good decision at that point. And so I let it rest. In this instance, it was Hurricane Katrina, well, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, and the people in the city of New Orleans and the outlying parishes, which we call, what you would call counties, we call parishes, We, in many cases, lost everything that we had because of floods, levees breaking, and hurricane winds. And I remember seeing Anderson Cooper on CNN and him showing the city of New Orleans underwater and saying, it will never reopen. There are 10,000 people who are dead here. Dead bodies are floating in the street. It's disease-ridden. And the more he spoke and, and reports came out about the city, the phone calls started coming in. The weddings were canceling, the conventions were canceling, the hotels were closing. It was one of the most terrible business times that I can possibly think that any of me or my friends had ever experienced. I personally lost $300,000 worth of flower business because at the time 90% of my clients were coming into the French Quarter to have their weddings and they were from other states. We were second only to Las Vegas at that time for having weddings in the city of New Orleans. And it's taken many, many years to get back to a thriving wedding business. But still, I would say nothing like it was before Hurricane Katrina. Hopefully, one day we will thrive again. But I saw after losing my home and having to rebuild my mother's home and having to rebuild her home, which is where I was working at that time, a need. And there was an insight inside of me, just a little flicker that I've talked about before, to pounce on something needed. The locals still wanted to have their weddings. So many of them were looking to the outskirts of New Orleans and saying, what is in the suburbs? What are in the other parishes that I could, since my wedding is canceled in the French Quarter, I could go somewhere else and have it that is right outside of the French Quarter. So in early 2006, and just a reminder, Katrina was August 29th, 2005, so early January 2006, It was still nothing nothing was open our homes still weren't built if we if you had a second store you were still living upstairs but in January 2006 as I've always done I am as many of y'all will laugh at this but you are too I'm uh, still a very avid pretend real estate agent luckily for me my son is actually now a real estate agent and so I kind of lived through him too. But at the time, every day looking online, looking at the MLS, I knew something was calling me and I knew it wasn't another house. I knew I didn't want to move from my house. I knew I wanted to rebuild my house. I was looking for a business. And the reason I was looking for a business was because there was a need for 50 to 75 to 100 people max that the brides and grooms were looking for that normally would only be held downtown but now downtown was completely closed so these suburb venues at the time on a saturday night you had to have 300 people and that was just across the board all of them were doing the same thing 300 people 300 people well seeing that some of my clients my own clients we're looking for a space that did 50 people on a Saturday night. I saw that window. I had never dreamed of opening a venue. I didn't even know how to cook. But I knew there was a need. So I started searching every day. And what came up was this old house. It was more than 200 years old, and it had a history, a little bit of a history to it. Not very interesting, different families had lived there over the years, but there was something about that place that made me wanna go look at it, something. And so one day, my husband, who had just retired from the Navy, Myself and my mother went out to see this place. And I remember that first time turning the corner and driving down a long driveway. And suddenly I realized where I was. I was in the middle of a painting. Let me explain. When I was in high school, I took art and I loved art. And I even got the art award at graduation. And we had this old nun that taught this class. And she loved two things to paint and draw. Magnolias and this old house in the country. I drew and painted that old house in the country, which had water in front of it, a river in front of it, 50 times at least. And as I turned that corner the first day to go and see this old house, I realized that everything from the trees that lined the driveway to the irises in front of the house, I knew that house. I had painted that house. And it felt like it was calling me to be there. I remember the real estate agent didn't bring us through the front door. We went through the side door to see the old house. And we it was a restaurant at one time, so the first thing that we saw was this old bar, beautiful bar. And as we started to go through the house, I did not let me be real clear about this. I didn't feel a dark energy in the house. I felt a sadness in the house. It was a beautiful April day with the most gorgeous azaleas you've ever seen. Those azaleas were a hundred years old in in the front of the house. It was bright. It was cheery outside, but inside... That house, it was sad and dark and lonely and screamed to be open. We walked through, the property was $1.2 million. I'm a small business owner. You might as well have said it was a billion trillion dollars. But for some reason, I had a lot of confidence in myself and in this house. I don't know why. And so did my mom. So the real estate agent was very clear and he said that the owner would owner finance. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that this owner financing would be at 8% and I'd almost lose my own home over it. But I was excited at the prospect. And so was my mom. My husband, not so much. We met with that real estate agent on and off for almost four months, back and forth with these owners of offering different prices for this old house. The house had been on the market for two years, so we knew that they did want to sell But we also knew that it would take a lot of money to fix this place up and be able to open it as a venue. In the negotiations, we finally had them take off a few hundred thousand dollars, but still very high-priced, very high-priced. And But we got them, we signed off the paperwork, And everything is great. Everything was great. And we're moving along. And I'm thinking of all the different things I want to do. And at one of the meetings, and I remember it was at my mother's house in her living room with the old grand piano. There we are. And the real estate agent said, the owners wanted to let you know that the house is haunted. And he smiled as if that was a bonus. And a feeling came over me that said, I, then I can't buy it. I, I don't want to buy that house then. I, I cannot take that on. I will feel every single thing that the house has. I can't do it. Oh, well, he said, no, no, I, I think he was just kidding. That's why I smiled after. We were two weeks from buying this place. And he said, look, the owner has offered after we had called him and spoken with him about my concerns, the owner has offered to allow you to sleep at the house because they had built this owner suite upstairs. And he said, you can sleep there. I wasn't going to sleep there. But my daughter, some of her friends and my son, and his friends said, hey, we'll all sleep there. That'd be great. They were probably just eyeing the bar and, you know, was going to party all night, which they probably did, but I didn't ask So they slept there for a night. And when they came home that day, I said, what did you hear? What went on? What happened during the night? Nothing. Nothing happened. Okay. I felt I was feeling better. We went on. We are going through. We're doing inspections. We're checking all the boxes off. And on the final walkthrough, the owner came for the final walkthrough and he's walking through with us and he said, you know, my my wife has never stayed a night in this house. This is our country house, but she's never stayed here. And I said, why is that? And he said, she was too afraid. She's too scared. And I only stayed here one night and I was afraid. I heard things so I couldn't stay here. That was three days before the act of sale. One day before the act of sale, a real estate agent called and said, the owners do not wanna sell this house to you. They have decided that they will be opening a venue. After seeing your ideas of what you want to do, that's what they're gonna do and they're gonna hire a manager. They wanna know if you wanna be the manager. I didn't wanna be anybody's manager, I'm a small business owner, I wanna own it myself. So I felt like at that part, and after discussing it with everybody that I could find, that the owner had only told me the story about his wife because he was trying to scare me into not buying the property. On the day of the act of sale, my husband and I sat there for an hour waiting for the owners to come. They were an hour late. They were rude to us, even though they were the financers, they were the bank to us. We really didn't know what was going on until we left, went out to the old house and realized that although they said they were going to leave everything except 12 items, they wiped it out. Every antique that was there, the refrigerator, the stove, the fryer, everything was gone and our hearts sunk. Because very importantly for you to know this, we had just put ourselves in one million dollars of debt to buy what I pretty much expected was a house full of ghosts. And boy, would we learn over the next 12 years of how to handle the spirits that were there and that would pass through via our families? And did we learn how to respect what was exactly going on in that house and how to handle that? And for the first time, I realized that they have people who live in houses for many years and will say to you, oh, we know we have a ghost. They close cabinets or they close doors or they do this or they do that. And for years I thought, how could you possibly put up with that? I would have to leave. There's no way that I could stay. But when you have bought an old house and you have just put your family in debt for a million dollars, all of a sudden you realize, I can't sell this house, it was on the market for two years. So I better learn a way to make this work. And that is what we did. In my next episode, I am going to tell you the early days of happenings at this old house. I hope you will join me. I'm Jill Mercer. This is the Small Business Collection. I can be reached at the Small Business Collection at yahoo.com. I am glad that you are giving me the opportunity to share business secrets with you, and different things that have happened and why I kept businesses. Thank you. I'll see you on the next episode.